Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, depending on where your own neck of the woods. This is Pastor Laulula Diton coming to you from our studios at the Gilgal House of Prayer. You are welcome to our program, Tell Your Story. Now, the, the, the last broadcast I introduced uh, the program officially. And the whole idea of the program is for you to hear the salvation experiences of various people. Well, what I want to do is just talk briefly about my own work with the Lord. I was born in a Christian home in Nigeria. It's a nominal Christian home. We went to church. Uh, At one stage, I was even a member of the choir. We used to call it roaming in those days because if you want to be in the choir, you got to put on the choir robes. The choir robes belong to the church. So we went to church real early so you could get a very nice robe to put on. And uh, I think I was baptized uh, about two or three times because my friends were getting baptized and I wanted to just uh, do the same thing. But I had no understanding of what it really means to be, what it meant to be a Christian. Not until I got to the university, University of Ibadan, that was in 1973, uh, and I encountered certain born-again Christians we call them SU in those days. SU meant st- Scripture Union. That was their group. And they were very conservative. You could tell by the, by the way they dressed that they were, uh, they, they, they were Christians. All right. So I met these people, and I didn't like them. I had every, op- every opportunity I had. I debated them as to uh, what Christianity meant. And I really resented the fact that they thought I wasn't, I wasn't born again. I wasn't a Christian because... I did not behave the way they were behaving. Of course, I was a Christian. I still did all the non-Christian things. I went to parties. I drank. I, 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 the only reason I didn't smoke was because I couldn't hold the smoke down. But I just, if I, if I took a puff, I would cough my head off. You know, that was the, the, the only thing that saved me from smoking. But uh, we did all the regular, th- regular stuff. Then, as the Lord would have it, in 1974. We had uh, we went on what we called industrial training, and one of my 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 housemate at that training was one of these born again Christian, and his name is Joseph Inaburek, and I'll never I'll never forget him because he was one who kept challenging me. And then on the Sunday, the first Sunday we got there, he invited me to church. I said sure I would go, and I went to the church, and as soon as I walked into that building, I knew that they had something I didn't have. Man, I felt so, so out of place. I felt so bad. But I wanted it. I said, these people have an authentic relationship with God that I didn't have. And I've been in church all my life. And no one ever told me that I needed to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Then, as a, I struggled with it for some time. But one day, I just knelt down in my room and I faced the wall. And I said, Lord, I'm surrendering my life to you. Whatever it is, this experience, this relationship these people have with you, I want to have it too. And I tell you people, I got up from that situation a totally different person. I felt different. My, my values changed instantly, immediately. I had no, no interest in any of the things that I used to do. 
All I wanted to do was talk about Jesus. And I knew, like the Bible says, when you are in Christ, behold, all things are passed away and all things are, all things become new. That was my experience and I knew for sure that I had met with the Lord. Now, different people have different salvation experiences. Different people have different divine experiences. I talk regularly on this program about people like Jesse Duplantis who, who have been taken to heaven and brought back there. You can't argue with personal testimony. That's what this program is all about. For people to share with everybody else what their experiences so that if you cannot remember the day or the time or the period or your work with the Lord, if you can, if it's not authentic to you, you need to make sure you have that relationship. Going through motions, going to church, being baptized, uh, uh, taking the communion, being a member of the choir, even being a Sunday school teacher does not save you. You got to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And but then you will know. And then you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, a quiet witness. The Spirit of God, the Bible tells us, testifies to our own spirit that we are children of God. That is the beauty of having a relationship with the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the universe. And the only person that takes you to the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Well, we have the privilege today of having on the line our own very sister, Nancy, and she will share with us her own experience, her own relationship with God. Welcome to the program, Sister Nancy. Thank you, brother. Yes, I'm happy it's, to be here this morning. Amen. I'm happy to share my testimony. Amen. What um, I received... Uh, yeah. how, how old were you when you became conscious of your need for the Lord? Well, uh, I would say um, at a very young age, I started feeling, you know, the tugging of the Lord, but I wasn't putting mind to it and I didn't understand. But um, I would say at a, at a young age, the Lord was already uh, getting, trying to get my attention. But at the age of 20 is when I accepted the Lord into my heart. Amen. Amen. What, what did you notice? Uh, what kind of changes did you notice when you came to the Lord? When I came to the Lord, mm -hmm. it was a very, um, it made a very big impact in my life, um, my mind, my heart, and soul. Because at that time, I thought I knew what, you know, I thought I knew what I was uh, experiencing already as far as going to church that that was all there was to to you know being following the lord jesus christ Amen. at that time i was a catholic okay so you so you grew up in a catholic home yes uh, i did so grow you, up in a catholic so home. you went you went through all the catholic rituals uh catechism confirmation and all those things I certainly did. I went through from the baby stage when you get baptized and then 
I made my communion and I made my confirmation and I was involved in a young lady's group where we would be of service to the church members. Mm-hmm. And I would just go to catechism and, you know, I was really, that's all that I knew at that time growing up. Mm-hmm. I lived in the city of Chicago and I remember from school, the nuns would come, pick us up, and we would go single file all the way walking to the Catholic Church to get, you know, our, our uh, classes. And um, mm-hmm. that was an experience in itself. And, you know, I just, that's all that I knew because that's how I was raised. At that time, my parents didn't really go, but they were very firm and adamant about us going, you know, and and being involved and, and not missing on Sunday morning. So that's all that I knew. That the Catholic, uh, I had that that uh, belief mm. as a Catholic that you know that you know as long as we were going to church on Sunday, you know, yeah. like that was good enough. But um, actually, my older sister was the one that had come to the Lord before I did, and at that time, she would go to her pastor's Bible studies at his home, and she would invite me. And I would, at, at that point, I would have different people, including my sister and her husband, ask me if I would like to receive Jesus into my heart. And I didn't realize, I didn't know exactly what they were talking about because I said, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a religious person. I go to church, you know, I make my communion, I make my catechism, I'm in the Guadalupanas, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to justify myself. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, I didn't know what they were actually talking about. So uh, I would say I would, I read the Bible, but you know, I wasn't really understanding what I was reading, but I would just hide behind that excuse. I read the Bible. I try to read it. And, um, you know, I was very hesitant to leave the only church that I knew that I had ever known all my life. You know, to me, that was like, um, at that time, all that I, you know, like a refuge too, that, you know, we would go light the candles and, you know, da, 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 the whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, uh, I, I just thought, uh, you know, I just thought that I was doing, that I was living for the Lord doing that. And, um, and I was not, you know, ready to, to, I was not ready to leave something that I thought, you know, was very, you know, like a comfort to me. Mm-hmm. and uh, a refuge maybe, um, and jump into some unknown territory, you know, so I would just tell them, no, no, no. Every time they would ask me, do you want to receive Jesus Christ into your heart? And at that time, it was also the mid-70s, and there was a lot of uh, Jesus uh, things going on at that time, you know, yeah. um, there in Chicago. So and, uh, um, Okay, that was the time you know, of the Jesus movement or what? The Jesus movement, yes, and okay. what they would call at that time the Jesus freaks and flower power with the flower childs and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you make the decision to uh, give your heart to the Lord? Was, well, there, was there a particular night, experience? Uh, yeah, see, uh, my sister invited me to go to a church service She said, it's not here in town, it's in Joliet, Illinois. And I said, oh, well, I would love that. You know, I would like to go out of town, you know, just for the ride. And uh, this was like, you know, a few years later, a couple of years later. And at that service, 
I remember that tonight that, you know, I had that, the, the awakening, you know, or like you say, the, um, the face-to-face encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ because the Amen. words of the pastor, they drilled themselves into my soul, my heart, and my mind mm. that night. By the time that he did the altar call, I was just sobbing so hard. I couldn't even see to make my way out to the front Mm. altar, but I did make it over there. And the whole time I just was like on the the floor, on my knees, just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because of the words that he had said, you know, just, it made such an impact. And, and, you know, he said what Christ had done for us on the cross. And I saw the nails going into his hands and into his feet. And that right there, that moment, I said, you know, Lord, you know, those words of the pastor, they drilled themselves into my heart, my soul, my mind, just like the nails that you took on the cross. For me, for me, a sinner. Mm. And, you know, uh, it just, that's the night that it made the impact in my life. And ever since then, I have never gone back to the Catholic Church because I said, they weren't teaching me the truth. That's they weren't right. teaching me exactly what the Bible was saying. Hmm. They weren't teaching me to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just had a hunger and a thirst, brother, that I just wanted to literally like consume the Bible. I couldn't get enough of the Bible. And my sister was overjoyed. She was so happy. And so I would always just continually going with them to their pastor uh, to the Bible studies and, you know, to every, every uh, occasion that they had that, you know, um, to take me to be more aware of what the Lord was doing and how people's lives could be changed, they would invite me. And I just, I just realized, I said, this is the truth. This is the reality of God, what he did for us. And this is what he wants for our lives. Amen. And, you know, we, we, a lot of times, like I feel, I, I, um, I never drank. I didn't smoke. I wasn't into drugs. I wasn't sexually, uh, you know, like, no involved, you know. You, you never, you never like got, that. you never got in trouble. Uh, no, not, I never. Not, you know, not even, a, not even a joint or something like that. No. Oh no, man, what, what a boring, girl. what a boring life was. <laughs> nah, exactly. nah, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I say I don't really, I don't have any. Um, like wow moment the wow moment is the night that i came to, that the, Lord, came to the lord Amen. that was the uh, the, mm. the night my eyes were open Amen. and my heart was open to receive all the riches and glory that the lord jesus christ has for me so even though i had received the lord at that age mm. and then um later on i met my husband and he also was going through some things so you know we both came to the lord when we were um first went to church, I took him to church, I would tell him about the Lord, and it was just wonderful, it was beautiful, because we were both slain in the spirit, Mm -hmm. and we just fell like on a cloud to the ground, both holding hands, and, you know, I realized then, I said, Lord, this is just wonderful, this is what it is to be in your presence, this is peace, this is the true peace that you want us to live always in, and so, um, Throughout the years, you know, my husband and I have served the Lord in, in uh, church and been uh, youth pa- uh, pastors. We've been, you know, like ministering to lady groups and men groups. And the Lord has been good. The Lord has been so good. Amen. And we have um, our family and, and uh, 
We just praise the Lord every day. Every day we praise the Lord. And even though there's people out there like myself that say, well, I don't have a testimony that will really like, you know, um, you know, to, to touch people. That's a lie of the devil. That's a lie of the devil because just the fact that Jesus Christ, you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. You're a born-again Christian. That alone is a testimony, and that's what the yes. Lord said. We should go out and witness unto the world. And um, I always have belief in that with God we have everything, brother. Amen. Because it's God, Amen. God plus nothing else is everything to me. Amen. God and nothing else. Just God. And and uh, we are responsible for our, our actions. We are responsible. And so I, I realized, I said, I am responsible for all this time. I felt the Lord, the Spirit prompting me and prompting me, like I said, at a very young age. But I did not, I hesitated because I did not want to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So there's four things that we're responsible for. We're responsible for our thoughts our attitude, our words, and our actions. That's it. Amen. So that we need to just think about all that the Lord did for us, what God did for us. Uh For he so loved the world that Uh whosoever believeth in him should, you know, become his children. Amen. And and not, you know, not have to face eternal damnation. And I would like to read Psalms 130, verse 5 and 6. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that testimony, Sister Nancy. You know, what your salvation experience tells me is that not until... It is only not not only those who are into heavy drugs or, or alcohol or prostitution. Those are not the only people who need to be saved. As a matter of fact, no matter how good you are, no matter how yeah. wonderful your life is, no matter how religious you are, if you have not had a life-changing experience an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not saved. You are not born again, and you cannot That's make right. it to heaven. That's what, that That's is right. what your testimony uh, tells me. Because the Bible and says all our righteousness is like filthy rags mm-hmm. in the eyes of God. Amen. And the Amen. Bible tells us and that we are saved. By faith are you saved. Amen. Not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of, wo- not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank you, thank you for Amen. that. For, thank you for that testimony, folks. Can I just say something else, brother? Yes. Um, that that I thought it was just uh, it just came to mind because, like a a month or so, you know, when the people would ask me, "Would you like to receive Jesus Christ in, into your heart?" and I would say, "No," because I was born a Catholic and I'll always be a Catholic and I'll die a Catholic and I'm Catholic to the bone. Well, then that was a couple of weeks, you know, afterwards when I had that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and he told me, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not you, Catholicism couldn't, can't right, take you to right. heaven. So, so being you a, can't escape the Lord, brother. He, no. He's everywhere. And, and no. he knows our thoughts even before we speak them. 
Amen. So, so amen. Uh, I just so praise the, the Lord. Amen. So the Lord is calling everyone. Yes, you, if you yes. hear this program, if you cannot remember, you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to give your life to him. That's the only thing that will take you to heaven. That's what our program is yeah. all about, telling your story. And we thank Sister Nancy for telling her, telling us our her story today. The Lord bless you for being with us. Glory, glory, glory be unto his name. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you feel like uh, you want to share your story, please get in touch with us so that the whole world can hear your salvation experience. And they will know that a genuine relationship with the God of the universe is possible. God bless you abundantly. Please feel free to share this program with the, uh, with all your contacts because when you're doing, you are sharing the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for us and subscribe to this channel and the Lord will bless you abundantly in the mighty name of Jesus. Have a wonderful rest of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, as the case may be, in your own neck of the woods. God bless you richly. Thank you.